Wow, here we go. The entertainment, cra- entertainment. Entertainment, entertainment. The entertaining podcast with an entertaining conversation. This is Centuries. Oh, yeah. By Fallout Boy. We're getting ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs here. Definitely. That's exactly that's, that's our That's what this song makes me think of immediately. Yeah, just champions. Champions, yes. Right? Just... Oh, Everyone's... my God. It's so bad. Stop it. I can't. I can't. I didn't even know. You don't like the chorus of everyone chanting? I have never heard that much of it. I've, I've only heard the chorus. I never heard the... Where everyone's, I guess, supposed to wave their arms. Like, oh, my God. That song is... We're going to talk about... Safe to say Fall Out Boy does it again. <laughs> safe to say. Is it safe to say? I think safe to say Fall Out Boy does it again. Another hit in centuries. But we're not here to talk about centuries. No. We're here to talk about Fall Out Boy's cover of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. They did that. They didn't start the fire, but they've lit the internet on fire. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I think has happened here. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's just like Kim Kardashian breaking the internet with that paper magazine. Yeah, you know? exactly. It was, same thing. It was a lot like Kim Kardashian shooting champagne on her ass. Same, same thing, yes. <laughs> it was the same. Uh, same. Also like Beyonce dropping an album out of nowhere. It just kind of came out of nowhere. It's lemonade. It's lemonade. It's it's the yeah. It's the Beyonce uh, video where she just dropped all those videos. Yes, same effect. Every, it is. Everyone is talking about Fallout Boy's remake <laughs> of Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire" with the updated current events. Okay, it is the hottest topic out there. Forget Scandaval. This is what is going on. Forget Scandaval. Right. It, forget COVID, which Pete Wentz said was too on the nose. To make it into the song. <laughs> oh my they, god. Are you they serious? Don't, yeah, they don't mention COVID at all during the song. And Pete Wentz uh, said it was too on the nose. Wow, Pete Wentz. That is um, absolutely wrong, but... <laughs> absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong, but correct in being very Pete Wentz. Correct yeah. in just being like on brand for something that is completely just wrong, you know? Yeah, like, it makes no sense. That, what is he even talking about, two on the nose? Okay, so let's just get it. Yeah, okay. So Fall Out Boy decided to remake Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire with updated current events that happen post... When We Didn't Start the Fire came yeah. out, which is like 80... I think it must have been 88, because this song covers 89 to 2023. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Also, the Spotify graphic is the first thing that's wrong about this song. <laughs> because it's not like... They didn't like make any artful graphic. They just have a white background in like the little you know square JPEG. <laughs> it's just the white background with very like generic-looking block black lettering saying, Fall Out Boy... Uh, we didn't start the fire with update. Doesn't it literally reeks, says? Yeah, reeks of two thousand and six, which I guess <laughs> makes sense for Fallout Boy. Guess so, but I don't think it reeks. I think it reeks lazy. I think La- it reeks yeah. lazy. Read what it says on the a- graphic. A Fallout Boy cover of the Billy Joel song "We Didn't Start the Fire," covering newsworthy newsworthy items from nineteen eighty nine to twenty twenty three. I think they're going for like an ironic two thousands. Like, the Black Keys did it with, like, this is our album cover. Oh, okay. And it's, like, it's just the text, like... As someone who's not a Black Keys fan, I did not know that. Thank you, Justin, for bringing that knowledge that, into it. That's what I... That's where I got from it, which, okay. all, which posers... I mean, that was what the... Those guys were doing in 2011. Also, the guy from the Black Keys is married to Michelle Branch, and they had some weird, like... Wow. He cheated on her, and then she was, like, ripping him on Instagram, and it was, like, a very entertaining, like... We might have to dig into that. It, it, was, like, it was, like, a two-day thing where Michelle Branch kept posting about how the wow. guy from the Black, from the Black Keys... Is she, is she with the, the lead Black singer or the guy with the glasses? The guy with the glasses. Wow, okay. And okay. I guess he cheated on her, and she kept, like, dissing. Oh, my God. My friend Rory and I were, like, obsessed with it. We kept sending that's each other. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was... It it was great. I don't know if she deleted the post, but Dude, um, I think she we... wrote a breakup uh, song or a breakup album about it. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, <laughs> but I had to mention the Michelle Branch um, Black Keys uh, scandal. That's um, pretty. Yeah, that's that's you know pretty great. Hopefully, Michelle finds strength and peace. They're no, they're <laughs> they're back together. <laughs> are they back yes. together? Yes, they're working it out. Um, okay. They have a child. I don't know. They're trying oh, to make wow. it work. Okay. But um, before Jack we talk Antonoff. about what. I think that's the guy with the glasses name. I think. Jack no, Antonoff. it's not Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff is that record producer who did oh, like never made mind. like Lana Del Rey's like most popular album. He does like a lot of producing, but he might as well be Jack. It's Jack Ant. Sure. Yes. Uh, it's Jack Antonoff. <laughs> well, yeah. I've I've humiliated myself. No, you haven't. Once again. No, I think if you knew A who Jack the fact that you don't know who Jack Antonoff is is cool. <laughs> I think that's actually very cool that you don't know who Jack Antonoff is. Um but Oh yeah, um, they both have these glasses, right? They're the same person. They're the 
impressive. Oh, pa- was it Patrick Carney? Is there? All right, who cares? All right, I'm yeah. getting off the Black Keys. We're, We're not here off. to talk about the Black Keys. It's my my fault. But before we really break down the um, the Fallout Boy Billy Joel cover, I wanted to know what are your overall like feelings toward Fallout Boy? Are you are you yay? Are you nay? Are you? I'm I'm you know I'm I'd say I'm warm towards them. Okay. I'd say I, yeah. you know, I'm not a fan, but you know, I mean, "Sugar We're Going Down Swinging" is a classic. It's a good song. I feel like dance, dance. You know, ooh, dance, dance is good. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I, I absolutely don't like them, but I kind of like to, um, I like to, like, I like to experience what they're like. They're a f- kind of a fun band to react to. You know what I mean? I kind of like that they're around. I would say. Yeah, they're they're yeah. funny. I think they're, they're funny. They're, they're weird. That's my all right. That's where I want to because that's my biggest problem with their cover of We Didn't Start the Fire is I don't think they realize they're like a funny, silly band. No, they. I think they, well, I'm sorry, but it's Centuries, like you said, is now played in like stadiums. It's like, the most it's, sports song in America. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, it's like they named their band after a Simpsons reference, okay? So, yeah. Wow, I, they did. Yeah, right? I think that is a thing, yeah. They're total dorks, but then they're, they're, they write Centuries, and now it's like this, like you know, epic kind of like sports anthem. I think that kind of Probably maybe... making so much money yeah. on royalties. And also, so maybe, who, actually, I don't know. I don't know how the music industry works at this I, point. I but. think they always thought they were cooler than they are. I, I really do. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. They, you know, and not that, you know, I'm, I've we've, we've gone over the killers. I'm a fan of the killers. Not that the killers are cool, but I think that they think they're kind of like the killers when they're really like, a, 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 just like, they're parody at this point, I feel like. I, I feel like they're... Um... They're, they're one step. They're they're like a less glam Panic at the Disco. They're just pop emo. They're pop emo. Yeah. They're they're like uh you know yeah. it's like Paramore. They're like with all those kind of like warp Tory. Yeah, bands, there's a you know? there's a nostalgia aspect to them at this point. Yeah, uh, but I do think their first song was good. I do like Sugar We're Going Down. I swinging. love Sugar We're yeah, Going Down. Yeah, that's swinging. a good it's song. Great. And Dance Dance is. Not bad. It's not a bad song. You know, for a, for for a, for a two songs on your first album, not bad on yeah. your first big album. And then I loved Pete Wentz as a celebrity, like his whole thing with dating Michelle, his whole dating record, Michelle Trachtenberg, and then he dated um, um, Michelle Trachtenberg, married Ashley Simpson. Like I loved wow. that. Yeah, her like she finally got to marry her rocker boy. Ashley Simpson loves rocker boys. I, I, um, I love Ashley Simpson and her rocker boys. Yeah, and so I, I like them as celebrities. And then the lead singer is like this complete. He's like the schlubby lead singer, you know. Like he looks like every a lot of guys that I like was Patrick friends with. Stump. Yeah, he looks like a <laughs> yeah. lot of guys that I was like friends with in college and stuff. Like he's such a generic, but he's like, but then he sings like he's like uh, he thinks he's like uh, Freddie Mercury almost. His singing is so operatic, but he looks like so schlubby. He you does know? Like have an operatic. You know what? Yeah, he is the modern day Freddie Mercury. No, he's not. <laughs> yes, just so kidding. <laughs> No. Uh, but but yeah no he's he's good I like Patrick Stump but I can't stand this cover of oh it is I can't terrible I can't get past the first verse like I listen to the first verse and then they go into the chorus and I have to turn it off I've tried like five or six times oh I listened to it I had a great time I think it's a fun listen it's so bad it is so bad and I think it's lazy like honestly it's really lazy there's no like like if you're gonna cover Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire like do something with it you know don't just be like well, yeah we updated Billy Joel's we didn't start the fire with the current events from when that song came out until today. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, like anyone could have done that. And then they, it, it's not like they did anything interesting other than that. You know, it's like, it's just, it, I, I think the, okay, we'll get into some of the lyrics that I thought were funny, but I think at the end of the day, the failure of this cover shows how everyone underestimates Billy Joel. Mm. fucking underestimates how actually kind of great Billy Joel is because he sings weed and start the fire with like the alcoholic road rage of a guy from Long Island (laughs) and that is not something that Patrick Stump can replicate okay no yeah like even to the point where the part where Billy Joel says in the weed and start the fire the original where he says I can't take this anymore and he's like really (laughs) angsty Patrick JFK, blow away! Yeah. What else do I have to say? <laughs> I mean, that is the angst of like an alcoholic guy from Long Island who's trying to get to the Hamptons and is really pissed when the four lane highway turns into one lane. Yeah, he's okay? just sitting. Like, yeah, he has got behind the, the jitney bus. Exactly, he has got the Long Island Expressway road rage in him, and it comes out in the song. Like he, Patrick Stump, I don't know. This guy's clearly from the middle of the country. I don't know where he's from, but he's chill. Like it's not the same. He does. Billy Joel drove his car into a house on Long Island. Okay. 
okay? Like, yeah. alcohol. Like, this guy, and he writes great songs, and he can perform a crazy synth rager like We Didn't Start the Fire. Fall Out Boy didn't do anything interesting to it. It's no. mellow. It's mellower. It's not, it doesn't have the angst. No. And the part, yeah, like I was saying, the part where... Billy Joel goes, I can't take this anymore. This is the line that leads up to it in the Fallout Boy version. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. Yeah. So, oh. <coughs> and it's voice. like, and like, it's like, George Floyd, Robert Downey, Iron Man. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. It's <laughs> yeah, like, what? It's so bad. It's just so bad. It's so bad. My, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my biggest problem with the song is that. We Didn't Start the Fire has been parodied so much over the last 20 years at this point that, like, for then Fall Out Boy, who is a silly band, to yeah. do this. And he's, like, screaming George Floyd and all of these, like, tragedies that have happened in the last 30 years. Yeah. It's just, I, I just doesn't, it just doesn't hit with me. Makes me dislike, it has a negative effect on Billy Joel's version to me. Oh, wow, that's dark. Makes me want to go up to Billy Joel and be like, why'd you do this? Oh, my God, Justin, you're blaming the messenger. Don't blame <laughs> the messenger. Like, I'm, I'm, this is like when Stone Cold Steve Austin created the what chant, and now it's ruined wrestling shows 30 years later. Okay. That now I'm like, I can't believe you did this, or, yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. I, I The only, I think it's really funny how many um, bombs, like, there's been so much terrorism. Oh, it's there's just, so much terrorism it's just, in this song. It's just terrorism and shootings. Yeah, and then, like, random celebrities. Like, that's, it's like, um, <clears throat> the one that fits really nicely and actually had, like, a nice rhythm to it was Oklahoma City Bomb. That one rolled really nice off, yeah. off Patrick Sums. I really like that. A pleasure to sing. Yeah, it really, like, that was one of the good ones. But then it also has... Unabob okay, Unabomber Bobbit John Boston Marathon. Like that's wow, that that yeah. Unabomber Bobbit John Boston Marathon. It's like yeah. say John Bobbit. Don't go Bobbit John. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, no, you don't 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 do the thing where you have to make it rhyme, but it doesn't make sense just to get it to rhyme. Yeah, here's another weird one, okay? Michael Phelps, Y2K, Stranger Things, Tiger King, even suit. Wait, sorry. I keep fucking this up. Okay, sorry. Michael Phelps, Y2K, Stranger Things, Tiger King, Ever Given Suez. I looked it up. Those are the lyrics. Wow. Ever Given Suez. What the fuck is you he know, talking about? I don't even know what he's saying. Is, yeah. is he saying Suez? Like, was... like, like suing? Like I, everyone is suing everyone? I really don't know. I, I don't know. I looked it up. Tiger King, Ever Given Suez. <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, nah, yeah, I, I this thought, is confusing. I thought the more specifically pop culture they went with the lyrics, the better it worked. Like, I like the one where it said, Tom DeLonge and Aliens. It's like, okay, that's kind of like, yeah. you know, like it, maybe if they picked a certain theme, if they like got more specific with yeah, it. You know, it, I, yeah, because when I was listening to it, I was like not standing it. But then I was like, I was like, well... As far as, like, being too tragedy-driven in the second song, I was like, well, let me go back and look at the lyrics of Billy Joel's version. And his version's very tragic, too. Right. Yeah, but it was just at a different period of time, I feel like. It was the... When did it come out? Sorry, 80s? Late 80s. Yeah, late like, 80s, late so. 80s, right, right about the turn of the... to the 90s. Uh... I mean, it kind of makes sense. It was like an... Ang it was like the, you know, um, Reagan era. There was a lot of anger. It was like... I guess what was going it was like bad pop music, like really cheesy pop music and yeah. like kind of leftover punk rock kinda of, I mean, I don't know. I, I could you know, I don't know. But yeah, but again, you're not Billy Joel. Like you're not Billy Joel. You can't you they don't pull it off. They just they really don't pull it off. Um No, I can't stand it. And I think the the best part was when they kinda add some Fallout Boy specific stuff to it. Like when they add like like the at the end they kind of have these like we didn't start it, we didn't start it, oh you know, like <laughs> that worked to me. Like if you really cover it and like change it and make it more like a Fallout Boy okay. song, that could work. Like I don't even think I got to the end of it. So I uh, Yeah, I went there. I, I I can I can I can stand it. Um that worked for me. I'm like, they should have just made it more like a weird Fallout Boy, like emo y song, you know, like I, emo, you know, I don't emo song. I don't disagree with that. I would, I would take anything else. Than like, you what remember? They gave. Do you remember when Alien Alien Ant Farm covered? Um, smooth, I hear you. Okay, Smooth Criminal. Yeah, yeah. like that. I love that. It's cover. a great cover. That it's works. a great cover. Yeah, because they change it. They make it like their music. Yeah. You know, they make they take like a pop song and they make it into like a kind of like. More like sped Speed up, like metal punky, kind of, yeah, whatever, yeah, punky what was rock going on song, at that time. yeah. yeah. Dun, 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 dun. They yeah. just kind of focused on that 
riff, but this is just like a lazier, yeah. lamer, updated version. And also pop culture moves so culture, like pop culture yeah. moves so fast now that it's just like doesn't even resonate. You know what I mean? It doesn't even no. it's everything moves too fast and everybody's in their own bubble. So it's like it doesn't resonate, you know, you know, which, you know, which could be. Because I don't think this song is going to resonate and live on at all. No. So that's like kind of, a, I think, what could be a microcosm of of the current zeitgeist. It just all gets chewed up and spit out so quickly. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a new We Didn't Start the Fire in like nine years. And it's it's going to be covering be the 2020s. TikTok trends. Like, yeah. I think that yeah. would have been more interesting if they just picked one thing and like updated it. Like just focus on TikTok trends. Just focus on like... I don't know, Tom DeLonge and Aliens. Like, that worked when they got specific. Another I thing, thought, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I saw there were, there were definitely, I saw definitely some complaints that they didn't go in chronological order the way Billy Joel did. Like, Billy Joel's entire song apparently is in chronological order of, oh, like, when is? the events happened and Fall Out Boys is all over the place. Oh, it's all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, and I thought, okay, the only thing I cross-reference with Billy Joel is because there's a lot of, like, calling out celebrities' names in general in, in the Fall Out Boy one. Like, they're like, Kurt Cobain, Venus and Serena, Obama. And Billy Joel does that, too. Yeah, Billy Joel yeah, does that, too. Yeah. But here's one where it really didn't work. They call out, they go, Obama Spielberg. Spielberg? Obama Spielberg. Spielberg? <laughs> yeah. Like, Spielberg happened in, like, the late 70s. Yeah, he Spielberg like, was, like, he was probably, 80s. I mean, was he in the first We Didn't Start the Fire? He must like, be, I yeah. Mean, what are they ET, doing? I'm sure E.T. got a reference in We Didn't Start a- the Fire. Yeah, I think AI wrote this for them. I think these guys are mailing it in. I think, it in. I, I, yeah. I think yeah, I think they wrote this on ChatGPT. Yeah. And, and that's what they did. They are lazy, and it made no, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Um, Tiger King ever given Suez. That is some glitched AI. Yeah, what is that even? Yeah, I, yeah. This this song. I hate this song. And also, I feel like I feel like Pete Wentz saying not using COVID because it's too on the nose. First of all, you're an idiot. What, is, yeah, like, what does that even mean? You put Spielberg in there. Is that too off the nose? What are you George, talking about? George Floyd, yeah. like which was at the same time as COVID. Like it doesn't even make No. Yeah. But I but I feel like the vibe of this like they should have released it during COVID. People would have been more into it. Like because everybody was just like looking for things to kind of like unite around and talk about. It is two and a half years too late. Yeah, doesn't it? It kind of feels like the Imagine video or like the you know all the like white celebrities making the I take accountability. I take accountability. I take accountability. <laughs> I take accountability. I take accountability. Like it's, it, yeah, <laughs> you best. know, like it should. I think they should have made it. We shouldn't start the fire with everyone just singing the I take accountability uh, in different tones or something. Yeah. Um, you know they could have. Yeah, I would have. I would have rather them done a "We Are the World" cover. Seriously, uh, get everyone in there. Come on! Did, I think didn't they do that recently? Didn't they do an updated "We Are the World"? Am I? Am I? Have they already done this? Um, no, I don't. Not that I know of, but they should have. Yeah, you know, this, come this on, is we could have opportunity. Yeah, you could have had Patrick Stump and Bon Iver duetting yeah, yeah, who doesn't want that get it get the decemberists get all <laughs> yeah, the like get the decemberists in there Will Uzi Vert gets a gets a verse yeah who else is like blog rock indie like these guys oh. Drake would be there I mean but yeah. they're not wrong I'm just thinking of like yeah yeah no it, it, it's terrible and I I really do you think this makes Billy Joel look bad I think this vindicates Billy Joel and shows how fucking he is a unique you're, talent you're right no you're you're abs- oh. you're absolutely right I'm taking my hatred a little too far and, and extending it to Billy Joel. And yeah. I'm, I'm only coming at, I'm not saying I'm coming at it from a look what you've started. Oh no, absolutely. Look what you've started, man. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. And also the ball, the better move would be cover like a kind of like um uh, an under uh, like a, like a, like Billy Joel's Under Pressure or Pressure. Sorry, Billy Joel's song Pressure, which is like the worst Billy Joel song ever, and make it good. You know, don't take like an iconic <laughs> Billy Joel song and make it worse. Take a bad Billy Joel song like yeah. Pressure. You know, it's like ding 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 pressure. It's like the yeah. worst Billy Joel song. Take that and make it into something. <laughs> don't take one of his like iconic songs and make it fucking worse. Yeah, it was just you know I don't think we need it right now. That was no. one thing around. What is the point of this? Like, really, why are we doing this right now? Yeah. Um, uh, I you know we we asked each other the question: Do we think it's better or worse than their song Centuries, which we touched on briefly? You heard it in the beginning. I think Centuries is better. Uh, I think this is better. I think Centuries is the wow. fucking worst song ever. <laughs> I, as soon as I hear it, I want to leave the room. I don't know. It like gets in my head. It makes me think that I'm about to be attacked. It makes me think I'm, I have to be on the defense. Stop. 
God. No. Yeah, I'd rather listen to the fucking... Stop. This is crazy. It's crazy. It's so bad. Like, yeah, I'd rather listen to Tiger King ever given Suez, whatever, than... Remember me, well, yeah, it, it's a lot of times, you know, you're a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll, yep. I'm going centuries. Yeah. I, I would rather be at the stadium, <laughs> on my feet, singing along. Yeah. That's what everyone does in sports games, we sing along to centuries. Right? We all stand there, remember me for centuries. Everyone knows the words. Everyone's singing it. Everyone's arm in arm. Yeah, yeah. And it's so like that's the... So I'm picking that. All right. Yeah, wow, wild. All right, that was our first topic. We're going to get into some more. Yeah, um, we're, we're, this is a pretty music world heavy episode, music heavy episode, I would say. Yeah, um, so Madonna, everyone knows that she had a little bit of a health scare recently. Um, she was admitted to the ICU. I guess they're saying she had like some bacterial infection. Um, she had to postpone some of her tour dates. Get, you know, with all that said, please get get well, get Madonna. Well, Madonna. We, we love can't you. lose Madonna yet. No, not yet. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so, but you brought this up because you read um, uh, Dennis Rodman's book and you... Yeah, one of his two, as bad as I want to be, mm-hmm. is the one I read. Yeah. Um, and he has an entire chapter dedicated to his six-month fling with Madonna. Yeah, and you said you thought that, like, they were... You think he, like, he was actually, like, really in love with Madonna. I, I mean, I still believe that these two are soulmates and should be together. <laughs> I, I think that they were absolutely soulmates, and it just, the timing was never right. And, yeah. you know, it just didn't, it just didn't work out, but that, but I think they really should be together. Yeah, I don't know. So I read the chapter in Bad As I Want to Be about Madonna and Rodman, um, a.k.a. Tita and Daddy Longlegs. That was their nickname for each other. Because he their... wasn't, he just, he wasn't, he didn't want to call her Madonna. He just like wasn't chill with that. No. So he came up with this nickname, Tita. He doesn't even know what it means. He just thought it sounded cool. Just thought it sounded cool. Very cool. And she called him Daddy Longlegs <laughs> because he does have some Daddy Longlegs He on. is tall. He's a tall guy. I think he's, he's like 6'9". Or he's like 6'8 or 6'9". Um, they are... Hot couple. They're a very they good look looking. great together. Oh my god. They look They're great together. Yeah. Such a good looking couple together. Yeah. Um it's great. It's a really interesting chapter. He opens the chapter of this book up with um talking about being at a gay bar in Miami and watching Madonna make out with girls on the dance floor. And he says, this is the beginning of a wild six months. And I was like, whoa, I'll say. Yeah, that's, oh my you, know, God. you know, that's that's an omen. That, yeah. You know, if you're at the gay bar with Madonna and she's making out with her ladies and kind of crushing on you, you know, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what a great opening to the chapter, you know, really. It was a great opening. Yeah, they, uh, so they were in Miami because she was going to interview him for Vibe magazine. Mm-hmm. That's how that he said for months, like she had been publicly talking about how she wanted to meet him. Like her people were reaching out to his people. His people were reaching out to her people. Oh, but first, I, I just want to say yes. before the before the interview happened in Miami, Rodman said that he first became aware of Madonna when she started coming to the Nick games with other yeah. celebrities like Woody Allen and Billy Crystal. And I was like, wow, how did you even notice Madonna courtside with those two <laughs> other lookers on the court? You know, <laughs> like, of course you became aware of Madonna if the other two celebrities are Woody Allen and Billy Crystal. Yeah, I mean, my God. Yeah. You know? I, I also love that that is also how he's saying, like, she was such a global superstar at this point, but that's how he became aware of her. Right. Well, it was just, oh, who's this lady sitting at next the, to <laughs> next these to two old white Billy guys? Billy Crystal and Woody Allen. Yeah. yeah. Who's the blonde? Who's yeah? Who's I think she was actually had dark hair at the time. She was like in her um, black hair uh, phase. Oh yeah, she was a well, yeah. At the time yeah. they were going out, she was a brunette. But yeah. um, but yeah, I just thought that was so funny that the other two celebrities he listed alongside Madonna were Billy Crystal and Woody Allen, the it's biggest like, stars in New York. Good God, yeah, wow, crazy. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, so then the interview finally happened in 1994. This Vibe magazine interview. And I thought it was crazy that he went to her house in Miami. Yeah, like she had him. Yeah, yeah. Went to her place of residence with his friend. Crazy. Uh, and, you know, he, and as he says, the interview and photo shoot starts and they're all up on each other. And it's getting hot. Yeah. It's so funny reading celebrity books because, <laughs> uh, like, I've noticed with, like, certain rock star memoirs, it's like, you know you're not getting the full truth. Like, yeah. like, um, like, you know, like Anthony Kiedis's book, which is really gross. It's about him. It's, he's like constantly <laughs> fucking underage girls. It's wild. But, um, you know, it's, also, oh it, it's like this guy was on heroin the entire time. Like, how does he remember anything 
anyway. Yeah, how can you take Anthony Kiedis' word seriously on anything? And his whole vibe for the whole book was how everything was just like, whatever, you know, like, my friend died, whatever. It's like, for him, uh, whatever. Yeah. But but yeah, for the other people. But it's also like, it wasn't whatever for you. Like, you're just projecting, you want to project an image of, like, a cool guy who's chill about everything, but it's like, that's not... And I feel like the same thing with Rodman when he was describing Madonna. He tried to sound so passive about it. Oh, he tried to sound so passive Yeah, like, he was like, so whatever. I went to Madonna's house or whatever, and I really only became aware. Like, she's a global superstar, and he's like, yeah. I didn't really notice her until she sat next to Billy Crystal and Woody Allen. Like, I'm the game. Like, no, I didn't he, know. he's playing too cool for her, the totally entire chapter. Too cool. And yeah. then, so then he says, like, yeah, he was like, yeah, so whatever. Like, I went to her house and like we did the interview, or whatever. But then it's like, as soon as the photo shoot started, he was like, we were all over each other. It's like, dude, of course you wanted to fuck Madonna. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Fucking break. Yeah, uh, please. You, you know, so 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 they do this this interview this steamy photo shoot which is like him just with his hand kind of touching her tits <laughs> that's yeah. kind of the steamy photo shoot yeah they're de- he's just, she's just like leaning on him and he's like kind of touching her yeah and- there, I, there's one picture i looked up from it he's like he's like giving her a lollipop and she's like sucking on the lollipop oh my god amazing and the most, probably that's probably the more most suggestive one i saw yeah um, and then yeah then they go out that night mm-hmm. uh and they come back to her house after the gay bar. After the gay bar, his friend has already gone to bed. So, so he's like, and he's like, before I could even say where do I stay, Madonna's like, you're staying with me. Yeah, and he acts all like, whoa, okay, I didn't know that was gonna happen. I thought <laughs> I was ready to go sleep on the floor with where my friend was sleeping. Again, it's like, sir, come on, you're up for it. You were up for it. Give wouldn't, me a break. Wouldn't go down on her. I know, which, which is I like, was like, yeah, come on, Rob. He wouldn't go down on her, but he would fuck her without a condom because she wanted to get pregnant. It's like, sir, <laughs> let's get some priorities straight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. you just go down on her. You don't have to have her kid. Like, maybe she'll relax. You know? Yeah, well, well you know, like, she, like he said multiple times, you know, she wanted every bit of him. Right, yeah. Fatherhood, relationship, love. Yeah. All of it. But he just couldn't be Mr. Madonna at the end of the day. He couldn't be Mr. Madonna. He couldn't no. be Madonna's boyfriend. He no. couldn't do it. He was, he, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, they, you know, things lead, one thing leads to another that night. He gets a little graphic about how she, like, starts jerking him off even though he wouldn't go down on her. And then they have sex. Yeah, they have sex. I mean, he constantly talks about how, like, he, oh, but wait, he also slut shames her a little bit before we move on. Because he says, when, yeah, besides not going down on her, when, when she was like, no, you're going to sleep with me. He says, um, so I laid my head down where all the other mongrels had. It's like, all right. He does say that. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah straight like, guy didn't really, didn't even think twice about it. But yeah, yeah. No, thank you. It was some you. light slut shaming. But it's also like, and then he keeps talking about how she was like, you know, every guy must think like, oh, Madonna, like you're you're fucking the, you know, the ultimate sex goddess and all yeah. this stuff. And it's like, well, you have the same image. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're the, you're the sexy, like, bad boy and like NBA star. Yeah, like, it, you're the fucking same. That's why you guys were a hot couple. Yeah. Please. He, he do, yeah, he doesn't say in, in this chapter, but earlier in the book, he has a line where he was just like, women want to fuck Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're, you're, like, a girl would be the same. Like, I'm not sucking your cock. I don't want herpes. Like, give me a break. <laughs> So ridiculous. That's why I love these books. It's like you think you're, you're yeah, to, their self image comes out and it's yeah. like you're a slut too. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? And to about? me it all reads as pain. He loves her and I, well, I Yeah, I feel like the only like I feel like the love for him I mean sorry, the love for her came out through him when he kept calling her a cool chick. I yeah. feel like that was him yeah. saying she was, he was, because he kept saying that, like, oh, her image, like, this kind of, like, sex goddess image, and really, she was just kind of a classy, cool chick. Like, down-to-earth, like, cool. Yeah, yeah, and smart. He said she had yeah. a good head on her shoulders. So he did actually, like, yeah, he liked her. Like, yeah. it wasn't just, but he could not not say, he could not not slut-shame her, he could not say, I didn't, I didn't suck her pussy, and he could not say, like, um... She really wanted it. Like, she, you know, she's just so funny. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and of course he has to make the whole point of, you know, I do believe him when he says, uh... He couldn't be Madonna's boyfriend. Like I do think it was too much for his ego to be oh, yeah. to be the number two in the relationship. Yeah, and um, as much as he says he loved it, like yeah, no, he said. He- yeah, I mean, I also just don't think he wanted to be, like, 
it, it seems like Madonna really did want someone who was going to, like, be, uh, you know, have her be the dad, have a kid, like, move yeah. in with her. And, and she was like, I'm ready. Like, he said, like, she was, like, ready to give someone, like, everything she had, like, her whole life. But yeah. he wouldn't take it. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think another part of where his love for her comes out when he says, he has this, like, paragraph about how he regrets not telling her that he appreciated when she came to Utah to watch them in the playoffs. Oh, my God, that was, like, probably the best part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, man, I should have told her how much I really did appreciate that. She came all the way out to bumfuck Utah yeah. to watch us. He was like, he was like, that was when I knew it was real. Yeah. He was like, because, you know, she came to see us in L.A., but that was like whenever we were in L.A., but she came out to Utah to me, so... Yeah, and he talked about how he kept take, taking the limo from, like, the game, or, like, the practice. He would stay with her, yeah. yeah. Instead of staying with the team, he would just take the take this limo to this, like, she rented some giant mansion in yeah. Utah and would just stay with her. I mean, I thought that part was interesting, because I don't really follow the NBA, and, like, just his disdain for the NBA, and the, his, like, pointing out the hypocrisy of, like, how he got shit for, like dating Madonna and, like, be, you know, being a little bit of a fame whore, but the NBA really latched onto their yeah. relationship, too, and, like, the head coach the NBA, seemed, like... The, uh, yeah, it seemed like the head coach was, like, immediately, like, scooped up Madonna. Had and this like, weird infatuation with yeah. Madonna. He was, like, all about it. His teammates were, like, all giddy. But, yeah, yeah, but then, like, publicly, it was all, like, oh, it's Rodman's fault. Right. Like, and then he was, like, pissed at that, which I get. Yeah. yeah, like... I thought that was interesting, and I wanted to ask you, like, who do you think... Is there, like, a current, like... Madonna, Rodman in the NBA, or is it just so accepted now for, um, and, and kind of, I feel like it's pushed for basketball players to date celebrities, because that one guy dated I, Kendall Jenner. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say, Devin Booker and Kendall that, Jenner. That seemed like a total PR thing. I mean, those two yeah, didn't seem like that, they liked each other at all. That was, I, I would, I guess that's probably the closest, and I'm like, I've like aged out of the gossip of it, like, but I would say probably Devin Booker or Kendall Jenner. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's like, with the NBA and stuff now, there's just been like, like, guys have, like, quote-unquote, accidentally posted a video of, like, a girl sucking their dick on Instagram. Oh like, God. like that has happened. Yeah. So, it's just, I do feel like it's a little bit... Just media, in general, has changed so much since right. the 90s that it's just, like... You know, I mean, but yeah, but I don't know. I mean, if, you know, if, like, Lady Gaga started fucking, you know, uh, Anthony Davis or whatever, you know, that would be a big deal. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, who even the well, modern who's day... who's the Rodman? Is it the guy from the... Who's the guy from the Nets who... Kevin Durant? Who's kind of, like, a flat earther? Kyrie is... Yeah, well... It was just they're kind of di- like, yeah, they're, I mean, but, you know, I guess similar kind of, like, crazy guy energy. Uh, also, Rodman was just so before his time in that way, because now everybody in the NBA has tattoos. Everybody has their own Oh, look. Rodman was, like, the yeah, the first guy with the dyed hair. Yeah. He was, like, yeah, a total bad boy look. Yeah. He, like, was one of the, yeah, one of the pioneers of ushering that into the NBA. Yeah. Of, like, yeah Everyone like, looks just like, like Rodman now. And yeah, back in the yeah. day, it was, like, I remember him being so controversial. You yeah. know, like, I think my oh. dad hated him. Oh, he was, like, yeah, it was, like, a big deal with Rodman yeah, yeah no, he was my favorite I, I like it's Eli Manning and Dennis Rodman are my two favorite athletes <laughs> ever love Dennis Rodman yeah. uh, but yeah no he was scandalous he yeah. was definitely especially from like straight lace sports guys were like you know they didn't you know they, yeah, cause he, he would like hang out at gay clubs he was like kind of like sexually yeah was, you know he would kind of yeah he fucked around you know well, he talked about that with him and madonna kind of bonded over that where they both kind of considered their image bisexual and they kind of considered themselves like they weren't necessarily like sexually active with the other sex but they were like not they didn't also weren't yeah. they didn't also want to come across as like so straightly so no. that's the best way to put it like in their minds they were bisexual but in their actual lives they really weren't but yeah they kind of bonded over that yeah because right yeah he does say like he considered him mentally he was bisexual but yeah. I, I don't think he ever really hooked up with a guy right. uh, but but he just considered himself bisexual which is interesting for the yeah. time yeah I, wonder, yeah I mean no one talked like that i think and especially a famous person really in no the yeah it's not a famous you know? basketball player yeah and especially a basketball player with like because he was like such a tough guy on the court he was like you know he was big strong would yeah. like push guys around uh yeah so it was an interesting but then he would be like at a gay club in like chaps yeah and like and like you know mesh shirts like yeah. uh he's, he's the best yeah. i love rodman i loved it i tried to read his book but uh, it was too much basketball for me um but, i love the band yeah. yeah he like he's constantly shitting on david robinson in this chapter which is amazing his teammate he's oh. a he's a really good basketball player who's his teammate on san antonio so he was okay. like the star of the san antonio team when dennis rodman was there and Dennis Rodman got all the blame for, like, blowing this team up. And he was always just like, well, Robinson sucked, too. Like, that <laughs> yeah. was just kind of like he says all the time. Like, 
Yeah, so yeah, I enjoy that aspect of these books. Yeah, but yeah, for a sports fan, it's a great, it's a great read. I read, yeah, I read this book in one sitting, like yeah, just the whole thing. Yeah, he's really interesting. They sh- aren't they making a movie about him or? I think so. They're working on a, a biopic. They, yeah, about he's well deserved. Well deserved. He's, he's fascinating. I really think yeah, very before his time. Yeah. Um, really interesting, totally. But yeah, and then he also had to make it at the end of the. The Madonna, um, yeah, I guess the reason they didn't stay together ultimately was because he, he didn't want to be Mr. Madonna. And um, also, that, he, had a, he also was like, also want to admit that when we first started dating, I had a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I mean, he said he was dating on. he was dating this girl, Kim, the entire time. Yeah. Uh, I also think he didn't want to be Mr. Madonna because he also could fuck Kim's in every area code. Oh, like, these yeah, athletes, yeah, come on. Yeah, no, these guys, they have diff- there's girls in every city. That's part they, of the that job. They have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, come on. Yeah, no, and he talks about, too, is he wasn't ready to get out of his wild side stage yet, and she was... Madonna felt more race, felt like she had kind of passed. Like you said, like she was in the brunette. She was a brunette now. She was a brunette. She, I think this was probably around Ray of Light. Uh, you know, this was the nine, it was like mid nineties. So it was probably like Ray of Light, I'm guessing. No, I think it was Bedtime Avita. Stories. Oh. Cause I think he even said that he didn't really like her music, but then Bedtime Stories came out and that um, kind of changed. He did his... say Bedtime. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was the one he liked. Which I yeah. agree, Rodman. I love Bedtime Stories. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. His exact line I wrote, he said, I didn't like her work at all. I didn't like her music. I told that too yeah god his ego totally came out where he had to be Which, like i didn't suck her pussy i told her i yeah. didn't like her music and to, and to yeah. me when i read when i read that to me that almost reads as like him flirting with her like like yeah, i could yeah. see that being a thing that like he that's a way he was flirting with her totally. when they were like hanging out yeah totally totally um but um yeah yeah the fame he didn't he didn't seem to like the fame and he always talked about how he felt bad for madonna because she was so famous that she just like couldn't even be a person yeah that's why they said they went to the gay bars a lot of times because she was like pretty much not left alone there but it wasn't as stressful yeah yeah he said that yeah it was he was like everyone knew her there and it wasn't that big of a deal like she could just kind of like be herself yeah which is cool you know and you know it makes sense why madonna is like Fuck Lady Gaga. I had the gays. <laughs> I, I used to go to this bar in Miami so I could dance. Yeah. Born This Way. She was Madonna was not happy with that song. Not happy. And, oh, yeah. Oh, it, wow. It yeah. Riffed, um, it riffed on Express Yourself. Express Yourself. That's what, yeah. Madonna yeah. was not having it. She's no, not having it. No, Madonna shades Lady Gaga constantly. It's, like, she gives yeah. it up for every new woman except for Lady Gaga. It's, it's kind it's, of fascinating. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, the only good part of the Gaga, like, five foot two documentary on Netflix is where she's, like, Gaga's, like, stoned out of her mind talking about how Madonna's mean to her. It was... <laughs> <laughs> She's like sitting on a curb smoking joints, just talking about how Madonna shades her all the time. It's really entertaining. It's, yeah, well, I should rewatch that. It's a weird. It's it's, it's like it, it's one of those like Netflix documentaries. So it's like the 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 star like Gaga's like way too involved and controlled in it. Like I feel like that's really the only interesting thing that happened in the documentary. Mm. Um, but it, it was a good moment. Um, yeah, it was an interesting chapter. I thought, I mean, it was an interesting story about them, Madonna and Rodman. It's a great um, celebrity fling. It's yeah. a great public celebrity fling. And they're really good looking together. They were like a, they were a cool looking couple. They look great. You know? That's why I'm like, yeah. they're, I'm like, they're soulmates. They're meant to be together. I don't know. I, 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 I think so. I think I that, think, I think that their souls were meant to be together, but the time just wasn't right. Yeah. Well, did Rodman ever settle down with anybody? Or he has he... a kid. I don't yeah, okay. know if he has a son who like plays. I think is like in college now playing basketball. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know who the mom is, though. I, I mean, I, I can't know. imagine Madonna being cool with like his friendship with King, Kim Jong Un. Like, you know, like I, I mean, that's the the, the the wildest thing is that he's yeah. now just kind of like the U.S. ambassador to. And the only reason it it is is because he's the only guy in the Chicago Bulls that would accept the invitations from <laughs> Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen wouldn't go, but Robin was like, "Yeah, I'll go." Right? Yeah, because like Kim Jong Un was a huge Bulls fan. Oh my god! As a kid, yeah. Now so. they have to send him over there to talk this man down, nuking <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah, to, to, please don't yeah. nuke South Korea and start the World War. Get please Kim's don't do hand it. Off the button, whatever you do, just keep him away from that button, please. <laughs> yeah, talk about yeah, just yeah, talk about that game where he hit three three pointers again. Yeah, he, he loves that. Story. Tell him how you didn't go down on Madonna. He'll respect that. <laughs> yeah, he would. He will love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you but she still fucked you anyway yeah god anyway that's actually a pretty good transition to our next category our next uh, topic excuse me um 
Or is that good? Do you have anything else to say about it? Did I? Did yeah, I no. I think quick? my 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 final thoughts are that I I love them as a couple unless <laughs> they were together. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> That's my last thing. I actually hope I feel like Ryan Murphy should make a Rodman. I feel like he would do a good job making like a Rodman bio biopic when like it would be cool, know. and it would be cool if he made it like specifically about that time period yeah. in his life. If he just did a series about like the six months they were together, like, yeah, that, that would be a good. Yeah, come on, Ryan Murphy. Come on, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, that would be it. fun. Let's go. Let's get get it going. Um. So so yeah, he's the American ambassador uh, to North Korea, and uh, speaking of which, it's July 4th. Yeah. It's it's 4th of July, we're recording this, happy birthday America. Happy uh, ev- birthday America. Every year on the 3rd or 4th of July, we watch Team America World Police. That's right. It's one of our favorite movies. I, it's in my top five. Oh yeah. For sure. For I sure. think I think it's every time we watch this, like we watch it once a year and every time we watch it, like twenty minutes into it, I'm like, this is the greatest movie ever it's made. It's kind of the funniest movie ever made. It's the funniest movie ever made. It's yeah. the best movie ever. It's just so good. It's so good. Um, Infuriatingly good. There's like new funny things every single time yeah. I watch it. Yeah. Like, it's so good. And I always forget moments and I'm like, Oh yeah, like yeah. there's just there's so much. Um yeah, so, so we yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm the one leading this, I guess. Yeah, no, uh, please, I, please. I, I, I just, I took, I smoked weed all day today. Everyone, <laughs> so please, if I'm a little, that's what's been going on with me this episode. Also, we're recording in our apartment with the air conditioner off, and it's very hot. It's out, a little so. warm. We're probably like forty-ish minutes in at this point. <laughs> yeah, and, I think we're and, trying to get this and done, and we're sweating. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're, so we're not going to do just like a review of it. What we did is like we came up with like I think like seven or eight category, like yeah. categories of our of uh, of to talk about with this movie yeah you know you, you guys get it you've seen Team America and if you yeah. hadn't if you haven't get it together yeah get it together alright what, what order should we uh, go uh, for here? I guess we'll just do it in the order that we have cause um yeah so the first category we have is best celebrity puppet yes. in Team America but this was this was hard pretty hard this was hard yeah. there's so many good ones <sighs> yeah I mean I'll go first I, I don't care I feel like you have to do Matt Damon it has Ooh, to be yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah, I mean, Matt Damon's so good. Because that line, Matt Damon. I mean, that is... One of the funniest things in that. Like, I, you know, I've laughed at it so much now that it doesn't hit the same oh, way. It but still it still makes, makes me, me laugh. Yeah. It still makes me laugh. But not. But yeah, well, I'm sorry. Like, those first few years when that movie had come out, like, the first few times I saw it, that was, like, pissing my pants I, laughing I, so I hard. I just don't think... I just... I don't know. Yeah, it's just genius. It doesn't make any sense. And yet it's so funny. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah. absolutely makes zero sense why Matt Damon's puppet just goes Matt Damon but it's perfect I mean you know yeah it does make sense if you've seen the new commercial now with ludicrous Matt Damon and Zoe Zoe Saldana it makes a lot of sense watch Matt Damon in that commercial and it's really a very Matt Damon it's perfect yeah Um, that's yeah it's a good one I picked because and and this was like a this was like a new laugh for me when we watched it so I picked Michael Moore the oh, Michael Moore yeah. puppet is so good. And when he, like, blows himself up, it's amazing. What does he say, right, when he, he just goes, Hi, I'm Michael Moore. Like, what does he say when he runs into the room? I, I, I think forget. I think he says, like, you know, take this Team America. Okay, like, yeah, so, like yeah. something. Uh, something. Uh, yeah, I should have know what he says. But, yeah, my, uh, Michael Moore is my favorite puppet. Ew. It's so funny. My runner-up was Helen Hunt. I also really enjoy Ooh, Helen Hunt. The Helen Hunt like is good, It's yeah. the most generic white woman puppet ever. It's just so perfect. <laughs> Let's yeah. do this, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like the sword. Yeah, my runner-up was Susan Sarandon. I thought Pretty the good. Susan Sarandon puppet was very good. Too. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. Excellent. Yeah, All right. So great celebrity puppets. We also decided to do uh, what celebrity puppet would you add? That was, like so. What celebrity that wasn't in the movie? If you could. This was really hard. Yeah, because I try. I was trying to think of like time period too. Uh, I, I I feel like I thought I was. I worked all day today, and I literally thought about this all day, and I I was like because it. Because I thought, I, I was like, are we allowed to use musicians? Does it have to stick to actors? Yeah, are we doing, like, I, I literally could not yeah. think that, like, it, I, I went through so many answers in my head that I feel like my answer sucks. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. I, I, right, I'll go first on this one. My, yeah. I have, I have my, I have two, and I'm just going to pick one, and then I'll say what my honorable mention is okay. later. So yeah. my one that I'm settled on is Quentin Tarantino. That's funny. Yeah. I, I think they could have done a really funny Quentin Tarantino puppet. Yeah. He would be part of the film actors guild, like, he's acting in movies so he yeah. could be part of the FAG yeah uh, and I think you know he needs a parody you know, yeah so he needs a check yeah that's a good answer and at 2000 like when this came out in 2004 I feel like he was like really still like it was like coming off Kill Bill it would have been a good like takedown of him I feel like yeah that's a really good answer and he could look like I feel like he has a really large forehead like they could yeah, really make they fun could... of his 
the physical features. Yeah, really they can well. really make fun of his. Yeah, with like they yeah. were really funny. Like the Sean Penn puppet was so funny. I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah. Uh, so Quentin Tarantino is my pick okay. if I could put any celebrity in it. My answer makes no sense, but hear me out, okay? I picked um, Dr. Drew because wow, Dr. Drew. he's such a celebrity whore. Yeah, Dr. Drew I, would be a good one. I feel one. like it would yeah. be funny to like try to insert someone who's not an actor into the Actors Guild who wants to be an actor, it totally, basically. Yeah. And it made me laugh when I thought of it, so I picked Dr. And, Drew. And I think the same thing, there could be a really funny Dr. Drew puppet. Like, yeah. It's like puppet with gray hair. And I, yeah. I just thought it would be funny if it was like not an actor, but someone who clearly, like you're not, like, why aren't you just helping patients like you're on tv all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you clearly kind of want to be an actor um i love dr drew by the way i love dr drew but i'm just saying i think it would be funny if it was just like a random uh random celebrity like not an, i don't know if that's a fair answer i don't know if i because i really thought of like because they did such a good job of picking like you know like a helen hunt like a nothing celebrity like a alec baldwin yeah an the epic celebrities celebrity. they picked were perfect you know the celebrities yeah. they picked were perfect. so that's why it was yeah. so fucking hard to like i thought owen wilson would be good owen wilson would have been you a know? good one i had mark ruffalo as my other nice i was like mark ruffalo would have been funny too yeah i mean definitely mark ruffalo yeah. i think it was i think this was like before he started to really get hyper political like so <laughs> yeah. if it was like 10 years later he probably he probably would have been in it definitely but same uh, thing with like leo i feel like leonardo dicaprio would have been yeah in it. Leo he would wasn't have been such an yeah. His, he was like almost like still part of the pussy posse at this point. He wasn't yeah. so much into his like environmentalism. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really hard. They really did such a good job, and they even had like Liv Tyler being God, in Liv it. Tyler was you in know, it. when yeah. Liv Tyler's like, so we can help everyone and stuff. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't know. They they had such good celebrities. Um, it was a really hard, really hard uh, category for me. Yeah, literally thought about it all day. <laughs> no, I think I think your answers were great. Thank you. I yeah. liked them. I appreciate them. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, so we went a little bit out of order there. I think the next category I have is the funniest song. Yeah, me too. Funniest okay. and favorite. Yeah, funniest and favorite. Separate categories. Separate so, categories. So yeah, yeah, first funniest song for me, obviously it's. And I'm sorry this is not PC, everybody. If you think you're going to be offended, <laughs> skip ahead. We have like three listeners. We love you three listeners. But please skip ahead if you're going to be offended. But it's the AIDS song. I don't think Everyone anything. Has, I mean, it's so I, good. I, my mother, AIDS. My father, AIDS. And then everyone in the audience watching this Broadway musical is like dancing along. It's the funniest yeah. thing. It's the funniest thing ever. I mean, yeah, we're going to get we're gonna into like the, the puppet humor. The fact that like yeah. these puppet, the physical comedy from these puppets is so good is amazing yes. like it's so good it's so good uh me i picked the funniest song was magic carpet ride by steppenwolf wow. I, I just think that that was like the funniest it's <laughs> a really funny it's scene so, they're all dancing it's, it's just the perfect awful song to pick for it's, that it's party. also so funny because it's after they like killed a bunch of people yeah and, and they're having their like we just killed everybody party and they're like you know like they're cool completely party. destroyed iraq yeah. Or, yeah and then they also do the puppet dance where they're they're kind of in the air and their legs just move like their legs are bent it's <laughs> yeah. so funny yeah they're all just their mouths are hanging open is like mm-hmm. doing like the mouth hanging open smile so that's my that was the that song got the biggest laugh from me that's really funny okay that's a good good pick um, okay, so now favorite song. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go first, I okay. guess, this time. I went with Only a Woman. Yeah, really good. Oh, with my a, God. With Only a Woman, which plays over the sex. The uh, epic puppet sex over, scene. Over the puppet sex Only scene. Only a woman can brighten up my day. Sorry, I might sing all the songs. Um, Only three, a Woman is so I good. I might sing all the songs, three listeners, because they're just, they're so good. And he's like, all I ask is that you're a woman. <laughs> 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 it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, Only Woman is so good. Yeah, so that's my pick for my favorite song. Because also, it's. T- <laughs> <laughs> All I ask is that you're a woman. Yeah, it's so. It's okay. the last line of the song. Oh, it's so God. good. All right. Well, mine, I have a tie, and I don't know if that's unfair, but I think the general Team America theme song is like... America, fuck yeah. I just think yeah, it's, it's so epic, and it's it makes like, the movie. Yeah, it's I think, iconic. I think yeah. that song makes the movie. And Completely. Also, when they do it, they slow it down. The slowdown, yeah. uh, when everything is starting to go wrong, it's it's so good, but... America. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Coming again. Yeah. Um, very solid pick. But wait, I, 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 so I have a tie. So I, I love the Team America theme song, but also Pearl Harbor sucked and I miss you. Mm. I mean, that song 
kills me. <laughs> also, because when I when my friends and I and when I was in high school and we saw Pearl Harbor, we thought it sucked so bad that we like stood up at the end and started clapping That's... and started and we started shouting, "Call the Oscars! Call the Oscar!" Like, and I thought we were so funny. That was like one of the first. Pretty funny high school bit. I thought we were so fucking funny. Yeah, and then when this movie came out and they did a whole song about how much Pearl Harbor sucked, I, I felt very connected to it. I, <laughs> so this I is really respect. all about my narcissism. No, um, I respect it. You know, it connects yeah. a personal memory to you. I, I, I respect it. Yeah, and I just think it's like the the part where he says, um, I need you, <laughs> sorry, I need you like Cuba Gooding needed a bigger part. <laughs> yeah. He's way better than Ben Affleck. Yeah. I mean, it's just so funny. Yeah. I just think it's great. And um, yeah, then the, yeah, connecting it yeah it's so good and it's also playing as the puppet is in washington dc like this tiny puppet is in full-size washington dc which is great yeah like the, the only like non-puppet set is when he the gary the, the actor puppet goes to washington dc and he's at all the washington monuments yeah. just as the small puppet it's so he's like at the lincoln memorial just a very tiny and then he's leaning up against a grave and like the like memorial and he's which i vietnam war whatever yeah. whatever yeah whatever one of the war Ugh. you know it's, uh, yeah, it's good. very good. Excellent. Um, so those are, yeah, those are a tie for my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, and I want to give out a shout out to Freedom Isn't Free. Or I, I think that's yeah. actually playing Freedom Isn't Free is playing when he's in Washington, D.C., excuse me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, only uh, Pearl Harbor sucked and I miss you. That's when he's like kind of driving around in his motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's after he pukes. It's like he pukes and then he, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so funny. Okay. Uh, favorite line. Favorite line. This was really hard, too. This was hard. There's so many good ones. Yeah. Um, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I think my favorite line in the movie, and maybe it's more of a joke, so maybe it doesn't even count. But, like, as they're flying into, like, as he's in the jet for the first time with them and they're flying into Mount Rushmore and he goes, Look out! And then the mouth just opens and they fly into Mount Rushmore. That whole scene scene of Gary being introduced to Team America in the, like, when he gets taken to the the Team America headquarters after he's just been indoctrinated and he thinks he's just an actor is, like... The, the amount of, like, mocking action movie stuff is so good. Yeah. Um, what does he say? Wait, I wrote it down. Oh. This is crazy. I'm an actor, not a spy. Yeah, that was, like... like that line is th- great. And also, when he's, um... He gets into the, the limo, starts to fly, and he's like, Okay, <laughs> yeah. flying limo? Now I have seen everything. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah, that was... Okay, a flying limo. Now I have seen everything. God, this movie so is good. infuriatingly good. I know. It's I feel like so our, our, our fucking. It's. I feel like this whole coverage is just us being like, it was so good. I know. It we're just fanning. So we're, we're fanning out. We're, we tried to pick topics to not do this, but, but it's too hard. That's all we're it's doing. It's too hard. Yeah. We're just pointing out the good things, which is everything. Everything. Um. All right. So my favorite line. One of one of the contenders was when yeah when oh, Gary again is in the flying limo and he's like I'm an actor not a spy yeah, yeah that's one of the greatest <laughs> lines but I think my favorite line is when um, Lisa the like kind of like the hot blonde one the hot blonde puppet and then Sarah are like <laughs> kind of having a fight and then Lisa finally says to Sarah it's okay Sarah. Mm. I treasure our friendship. I mean, that makes me laugh <laughs> yeah. every time. It's such a good... I don't know if I did the timing right, but it's... It, yeah, I, I read just... It's just a, such a good, like, chick joke, like, as far as, like... It's a very good catty girl yeah. going back and forth or, with one another, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good... Um, yeah, it's okay, Sarah. I treasure our friendship. I, I really enjoy that line. I respect it. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. We are, again, we are podcasting on 4th of July, New York City in like 90 degree weather without an air conditioner. Okay. We are committed. Yeah. Um, we're literally putting our blood, sweat and tears into this. Yes. Um, all right. Favorite scene. Favorite scene. I'll go first. Cause I yeah, really, okay. okay it, I mean, it changes every time I watch it, but I think the scene that I enjoyed the most this time that made me laugh so hard was when. Um, the guy Chris, who's the puppet, who's like um, the kind of like action hero, like the the kind of like the dick, the macho dick guy. Yeah. Him and Gary, are like at the end of the movie, they're you know they're trying to fight Kim Jong Un, and um, uh, uh, Chris has his monologue about how when he went to see Cats, the musical Cats, as a kid, he got asked backstage, but at when he went backstage at that time, all the all the actors and the Broadway actors were um, were wasted because they've been partying, and it turns out that he was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. And after he says that, Gary goes, 
That's why you don't trust actors. <laughs> so funny. I, so that's why you don't trust actors. He's yeah. like, I was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. And he's like, so that's why you don't trust actors. And they have this like moment of understanding and they come together yeah. after fighting the whole movie yeah. because he was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. I just... I mean, God damn it's it. Perfect. Yeah. It's per it's it's a perfect movie. Yep. Uh, my favorite mean? scene is just the opening. The opening in France. Yeah. Where, where then like the terrorists are in France and there's like the Farajaka kid. It's so good. And yeah. it's such a bad cheesy action movie opening. It's uh, yeah, it's so good. It's also like they do the, they even do the like kind of um making fun of when movies think they're smart by doing like the puppet set within the puppet movie. You know how like it opens the movie opens where like the puppets are playing with a little puppet set in Paris and then it pulls yeah, back yeah. and it's like actually mm-hmm. this bigger puppet set. It's yeah. like, fucking ridiculous. So good. Um yeah, really good. Um all right, where are we now? Okay, favorite scene, favorite character. Favorite character. This, this one was, was tough. Really hard. This one was really tough. I yeah. went back and forth a lot. Yeah. But I think I had to settle on uh, the Muay Thai hothead expert, Chris. Chris, yeah. The hothead Muay Thai guy. <laughs> so he kept With, saying he was Muay Thai. What well, is that, that? Well, that was that. That's just a martial art thing. That, that was like oh, okay. when the you know when the head guy who has like the Phil Hartman voice mm-hmm. is like introducing everyone. He's like. He's the best. He's the best Muay Thai expert in, okay, yeah. in America, and that's Amazing. when he's like, "That's supposed to be Carson's replacement, a fucking actor." Yeah. <laughs> like, it shoots pool. He shoots the pool, but the but the like he shoots the pool really hard, but the ball goes like yeah, very moves. soft. Yeah, because yeah, he's a puppet, so he can't really push the ball. Excellent. So funny. Yeah, Chris yeah. is really good. I, I I at times I thought I was going to pick Chris, but ultimately. Joe, the all-American football player. Wow. I, he makes me laugh the most. Yeah, he's he so good. He makes me laugh the most. Like, in the beginning when um, Lisa and, uh, yeah, Lisa and Carson, or, like, Carson uh, asked Lisa to marry him, and then Joe is just like, uh, what does he say? Uh, he's like, oh, looks like we might have to get a wedding cake. Like, he just has <laughs> the worst comedic timing. They make him yeah, so dumb. Yeah, it was it? Yeah. Joe, hey, Joe to Sarah. Looks like we need to order a uh, wedding cake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, we're butchering Joe's lines, but um, yeah, I love that line. And he also has a line like they just make him so dumb and have terrible comedic timing. Um, when he says, um, "Cairo, that's in Egypt." Yeah, right? it's so <laughs> like, good. Yeah, I, I love him, but I also love Sarah, the clairvoyant. Sarah was my number two as well. Sarah is so clairvoyant. Good. Like, Sarah, yeah, yeah, like when when her plane gets hit and she's her plane is descending into the ocean, she's like she closes her eyes and she's like, "I sense I'm going down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. So I love Joe and Sarah together. Like they're that's they're, yeah, they're they're my favorite. A great like, puppet romance. Yeah, and they dance to um, Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf, like yeah. yeah, they're they're epic. Um, yeah, love them. Um, so we got favorite set, our favorite puppetry because the puppetry in this movie is great. It's excellent, and the sets are great. Yeah, um, I, I think I just I went with the 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 plane wreck in the ocean. Me too. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's that was yeah. I thought that was the best. It's the funniest scene. It's like they just show yeah. these puppet like after they blow up all these boats and shit. I think they're in like the Philippines or something. I don't know where they are, but yeah. um, they blow up all these boats and the wreckage, the puppet wreckage is so funny. The puppet wreckage is so good. The one yeah. puppet is like has to like I think it's Joe has to self eject or Chris has to self eject and he just like <laughs> parishes puppet just parachutes into the water. And then they yeah. just show all of these puppets dead in the water and it's like it's such a good Oh my god, yeah, the then yeah. yeah, the flood, yeah, yeah. The flood is what got me. They just show all of these like dead I mean, I don't know why, but it's so funny, like all of these like dead puppets in the water. It just it's such a good mocking of like horrible action movies. It just looks great. Yeah, it's great use of water throughout the movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Um Wow, so we agreed on that. That's crazy. Yeah, I was. Um, uh, yeah, my runner-up was uh, North Korea. Like how they literally depict like Kim Jong Il's North Korea as like hell. Like it's yeah. like literally hellfire and brimstone. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, okay, next I have okay best um, best puppet specific joke or and or humor that you could really only do with puppets. Yeah, this was really hard because there's so many. Yeah, so I know many. it's so uh, there's so many. It's crazy. Um, I for me, I think the best joke, and they continue to it throughout the movie, but it starts where um, Bosworth, I think his name is Bosworth, and Gary, the actor, he's first convincing. Gary to come with him so and Bosworth says 
follow me and then he turns and puppet walks and that's the, the first puppet, well, the first yeah. time you see his like the, the puppets don't walk <laughs> normally they have like the ridiculous like marionette walk yeah and then so he ridiculously walks out of the room and then gary kind of pauses and then immediately <laughs> does the same kind of ridiculous puppet walk like the puppet walk kills yeah, me and all it, of the walking is so good yeah, yeah. kim jong-un there's so much there's kim jong-il there's so much funny walking uh, yeah um it was really hard. Another one, and then I'll let you go. Sorry, is when Gary has to do the signal when Gary is yeah, infiltrating the so infiltrating Al Qaeda, and they're like, "Okay, Gary, like you know, just do the signal." And then he's the signal is just Gary like flailing <laughs> his little puppet arms and opening his mouth, and it they they don't recognize him because he is blending in so yeah, well, yeah. and so he has to do it like three times, like a, many many times, and it's really fucking funny. <laughs> Anyway, I, I think those are my favorite two, and also the extended um, sex scene is crazy. Yeah, crazy. the puppet sex is great. Um, uh, all right, sorry, I, I, I listed too many. Well, for me, my favorite was just the yeah, the the tiny puppet in Washington D.C. I think is the funniest. Yeah, is the funniest oh puppet humor, and and they do one too where he's like in the L.A. hills, like he's like up in the hills. <laughs> this tiny puppet, it's so funny. Yeah, anytime they had the puppet. A puppet in actual scale of human objects. Yeah, yeah. it was a brilliant movie. Yeah, it's so good too because it's only two scenes in the movie. Like, yeah. It's like the rest of the movie is entirely everything is for scale with puppets, and then it's, just, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, that with my and my uh, my runner up was when the the audience in the theater is bopping their heads to everyone as AIDS. Oh like, the, 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 like dance bopping. That's so good. <laughs> Insane. Uh, yeah, so those were my two favorite puppet-specific nice. jokes. Nice. Uh, and we've reached our final topic. Wow. Look at us. We, we, we did it. That. Yeah. If you, if you got through it, you got through our fanning out over Team America. Yep. And our last topic is uh, the best action movie cliches. Yeah, because they do, like, this is, like, the best action movie parody. Like, better than, um, what's the guy, uh, from, who did Shaun of the Dead? Uh, fucking... Sean Penn. No, not no, Sean Penn. Um, um, God. How are we, how are wait, we blanking on I his know. name? Simon uh, Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah. yeah. What did the... Hot Fuzz. Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz was good. Hot Fuzz is so good. I mean, they did this, this, I just think Team America is just the best. I just, I don't think there's a better... No, I, it's, like, I, the best I, movie, period. I don't think you could do yeah. a better parody. No. Um, so, our, our, our last topic is the best action movie cliches that they parody, and there's... There's so many, but I think my favorite in this movie was when they do the, um, when they do the modification scene, like when they, when he's turning into a terrorist yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden it has like the, like the, like kind of like the techno music, like that's and, mine too. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, Are the, you serious? I wrote, yeah, I wrote, I call it, it's like vaguely Moby. It's like yeah. vaguely mo- it's Moby like, early to, yeah. Yeah, it's like, they're doing science. Like, yeah. they're, like an action movie, all of a sudden the team gets together to do this like scientific thing that's like so, um, yeah. and then the result is completely ridiculous and looks terrible. <laughs> like it's just genius. The music, yeah, it's all about the music in that scene. Yeah. The music is so good. I can't believe you picked that. Yeah, I really didn't yeah. think that was it. No, I, I thought, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, that's, it's so good. It's like, wow. and there's a, there's a few scenes where they use music like that. It's like perfect. It's uh, like, yeah, it's like Matrix music. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it's, it would be like the background of a Moby song. Uh, I, I love it. It's very face off too. Like, very face very off. Very face off. Yeah. Um, but just yeah, like anytime like an action movie tries to get scientific and it's ridiculous, like their team is like doing this kind of like you know sophisticated intelligent science um yeah. experiment like high high level and it's just absolutely terrible and he looks crazy when he he doesn't even look like like the like the beard is all patchy and like the <laughs> it's and the skin graph is like completely um he has like raccoon it eyes it just looks like face paint yeah yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. his eyes are still completely white all under his eyes and it, uh, it's just so <laughs> funny i also really liked when lisa kills somebody and then she like tosses her hair like all sexy that was yeah that was very good too the, yeah. yeah like the her, lisa's hair flip yeah and then at the end too when chris gets to say like when they're fighting at the, the last scene where they're fighting all the actors and Kim Jong-un and, and Chris gets to say, you forgot one thing. I'm a smoker. And he like turns around with <laughs> yeah, the cigarette. Yeah, so good. It's really good. 
I don't know. There's so many. And and then I also had written down, like, okay, a flying limo. Now I have seen that everything. Was, I had that written down, too. Yeah, just all of the cheesy lines that <laughs> yeah. they do, like bad action movie lines. Uh, it's the best movie ever. It really might be the best movie ever. I, yeah, I, I think I'm, it's the greatest movie ever made. It just, yeah. It's so, yeah. I and mean, this is probably a terrible, like... It's probably, this might not have been the best listen for you guys. No, I feel like it was just us being like, that was awesome, and then butchering the line. And then I, <laughs> I, I really apologize for that. You you know. Know. Hey, um, you know, it's not it's not all going to be winners. No. But, uh, let's, but have, I, let's have confidence. That was an awesome Team America yeah, recap. You're, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a great Team America recap. We hope you're fired up to go watch the yeah. greatest movie ever made, Team America. Yeah. And worst case scenario, I'm glad that my love for Team America is documented. Absolutely, as is mine. Yeah, yeah entertainment. So entertainment fuck yeah yeah <laughs> sorry yeah that's pretty, yeah, pretty good <laughs> oh god we have to get out of here oh yeah um it's hot it's yeah. it's warm in here i think we're both uh overheating right uh yeah, so that, that's that's the uh episode this week entertainment entertainment and entertaining conversation with comedians justin angermeyer and caitlin mckee i'm caitlin mckee i'm justin angermeyer uh we're getting out of here on a little Steppenwolf. That's right. This is what you dance to after you kill a bunch of terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you dance with your wannabe love who actually loves the other guy. I also like the part where they're all they're all figuring out that they all have like like they all have crushes on each other as they're killing people. That's a really you know? good scene too. Yeah. 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 I mean I would watch it again. I would watch it right now. I know. It's the it's, best movie. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. We gotta turn the air conditioner on. Steppenwolf. There you go. Steppenwolf. Ha, 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 ha.